Mr. Court, Mr. Boz, Mr. Witch, it's showtime. Danger, danger, high voltage. There is no spoon. Yes, there it is. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome! Easy Rider is cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Okay, okay. Could we possibly just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive Cinema Discourse. Hello and welcome to OCD Season 1, Episode 7. I am, of course, the witch. Search your memory. I'm in there. And to my left is my longtime friend and possible vampire from another country, Court. Good morning. Uh, no possibility about it. I am from another country. However, vampirism, probably not a thing. Okay, very cool. <laughs> and to my right, everyone's favorite aristocratic vampire hunter, Boz. How are you, mate? I'm the hunter. Awesome. Uh, I don't have a clever intro, so hi. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, it's like we never left. <laughs> I yeah, missed you, bastards. Up. We fuck up just like we used to, and I missed you <laughs> bastards too. Indeed, we did, but everything is returning to normal, which means we get to do this. Yay. It is, of course, Obsessive Cinema Discourse, and this episode we are talking about the legend of the seven golden vampires. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, it's been a while. It's nice to be back. And um, this is my pick, which is even better. So, 1974's Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, directed by Roy Ward Baker, uh, who also directed 1970's The Vampire Lovers, 1970's Scars of Dracula, and 1971's Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. None of which I've seen. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Oh, classics. Classics of the genre. Well, exactly. And if you knew me, you'd know that's why I've not seen it, because I don't watch classics. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Unless I did accidentally when I was younger, or my dad had it on when I walked in the room. So I've you... seen some Hammer stuff. Yeah, but you watch... Scars of, Scars of Dracula has, has been on high rotation for, like, forever. <laughs> You watch, like, classic kung fu movies, though, Boz. It's just yeah. that it's classic horror somehow skipped the yeah. particular yeah. stuff for you for some reason. Well, and weirdly, um, I quite like Jello movies as well um, and Lucio Fulci stuff. So I do watch some classics, but, like, it, there's, like, a cut-off point almost. Um, but for some reason, Hammer just does nothing for me generally. Okay. But, is, is, it, is it the crayon blood? Is that what it is? <laughs> I, I think it's the... I... I Maybe we should get into this later. I don't think they're particularly good at creating scares or tension or telling a story particularly well. I'm gonna get we're gonna get hate mail. I'm sorry. Yes, it's, we'll just keep moving, and you can save that for later. Um, Romance over. Written by yeah, that's it. we're done. We're we're done. I'm over it. Uh, Don Horton, who also wrote 1973's The Satanic Rites of Dracula. Seeing a theme here, starring Peter Cushing as Professor Lawrence Van Helsing. And I would say that this is actually one of his signature roles, without a shadow of a doubt. He was the Van Helsing and until someone else did it later and ruined it. But we won't talk about that. Yeah, that was um, um, Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, yes, yes it was. Cushing, it was not good. Cushing is the quintessential Van Helsing. I think he's going to be the one that almost all classic horror fans think of, although a lot of people will probably default to Edward Van Snowden in the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi, but, you know, it's yeah. it's more taste. But for me, it's always going to be Cushing because yeah. he was more than just a scholarly Van Helsing. He's a man of action. He does shit. He gets things done. Yeah, and he can actually... Well, he, he does, does some shit. Yeah, and he can run run them through at the heart with his cheekbones. Yes, <laughs> slash off their heads with their cheekbones. And and worst case, he can use the awesome power of uh, the Death Star to destroy them. Um, <laughs> it also stars Robin Stewart as Leyland Van Helsing, or as I put him in my notes, Van Helsing Jr. <laughs> uh, David Chung as C.C. Chung. And Julie... I'm going to say Edge, but it's E-G-E, as Vanessa Buren, 
who I couldn't really see anything else major. She'd done a lot of sort of Euro, if you will. And John Forbes <laughs> Robinson as Dracula. Shall, uh, shall I give you the synopsis? Please do. Count Dracula journeys to a remote Chinese village in the guise of a warlord to support six vampires who are dispirited after the loss of the seventh member of their cult. So apparently he's doing motivational speaking. Um, <laughs> at the same time, vampire hunter Professor Van Helsing happens to be lecturing in the country and is persuaded by villagers to help them fight this curse of ages. That's... Yeah, that's not really what happens. Oh. All right, maybe I should play the the trailer, and that'll help us. Sure. From Warner Brothers, who crashed the action barrier with Enter the Dragon, comes a new dimension in Black Belt Thrills. As Hammer, Masters of Horror. And the Shaw Brothers, Masters of Kung Fu, join forces to create the first martial arts horror spectacular ever filmed. word is vampire. The horror is real and very close. What you must understand is that they are already dead. I'll fall before them and you too will be eternally damned. Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Starring Peter Cushing and Julie Edge. Filmed entirely on location in Hong Kong. And co-starring David Chang, a new Kung Fu champion in the Black Belt Hall of Fame. Strike in their hearts! <laughs> My brothers cannot survive another attack, Professor. We've destroyed half their number. We know these creatures can die. Don't give up now. It's a fight to the death against the sevenfold forces of evil. As Hammer and the Shaw Brothers together create the first martial arts horror spectacular ever filmed. Alright, so now that Boss has already kicked off how he feels, maybe <laughs> we should talk about the things that we actually love about this movie. I'm going to let you go first, Court. One of the things that I really love about not just this film, but all Hammer films is the sets are almost always gorgeous in a Hammer film. And this movie is no exception, uh, even though some of the things that may not have looked that great in like the matte paintings and stuff like that, which I'll get into when we start talking OCD wise. But the sets themselves, the actual construction of things and, and what the actors have to interact with are gorgeous. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. The fact that they will find maybe a handful of actors per movie, usually you're going to get two, maybe three or four that are going to be solid, good actors that will carry the film. Like, especially with the Dracula films, you almost always got Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Now, Lee was mm. a, Lee might have been a bit of a diva, but he did get the job done when he did show up and do the work, uh, even if he wouldn't deliver dialogue or whatever. But I, I think the main thing to love about this film in particular is Peter Cushing. He carries the film for me the whole way through it because the parts that he's not in, 
are where it really kind of dwindles down. And I think if they would have mm. had Christopher Lee, they probably would have got him all done up in yellow face. <laughs> and because uh, he did Fu Manchu a few times, so they may just have done say. it. They <laughs> yeah. may have done it where they had him do that uh, to be that guy's, and then he would travel to the Far East. But at this point, Lee was pretty much done with Hammer, and this is pretty yeah. much the this is the death nail for Hammer too. It's kind of hard to say it that way, but Seven Golden Vampires is what killed Hammer films off. Yeah, this is really the end. I mean, and there's a couple of things, you know, you, you mentioned Lee in there. And this is like, this is one of the only um, Dracula Hammers that didn't have Lee in it. Um, as And it also didn't have Dracula in the title, which I think is the other, one of the other reasons that I, I think it sort of killed it a little bit. But yeah, this was the, you know, this was the end of days for Hammer. There's no two ways about it. I think the only other film off the top of my head that didn't have Lee in it for the Dracula films for Hammer was Brides of Dracula. Yeah. yeah. And but that one, didn't even have Dracula in it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it did have the title Brides of Dracula. There was no Dracula yeah. in it altogether. And uh, this particular Dracula, quote unquote, I mean, they probably could have gotten away with not doing it. I think Hammer kind of, it feels like Hammer shoehorned in those two segments where it was just Lee and then Dracula at the end, and then, or uh, hmm. a Cushing's uh, yeah. Van Helsing and Dracula at the end, and then the Dracula at the beginning to morph him into this other warlord. I think the entire yeah. film could have done without that, and it could have just, we'll get into that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's okay. <laughs> this this is a very OCD, like, point-heavy movie. There's a lot of stuff you just go, what? what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Boz, you, you've already expressed that you, you're not a big fan of, of Hammer. It, what did you actually love about this movie? Well, my, my initial thoughts were, hold on, this is a Hammer-Shaw crossover? How the fuck have I never seen this, and how did I not know it exists until you suggested it? Um, so it's quite ironic that this is the death nail for Hammer. It's the one I actually quite like. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. But I mean, I, I'm harsh on Hammer because I've just all I've got is reference of what I've seen because I've never sought it out to see more, so I don't have a modern day appreciation for it. Um, but you know, I judge it harshly from small snippets because um, yeah. it's never grabbed me and made me want to see more of it. So it's from a very ignorant standpoint. Um, but I, I agree that the, the set building in this, um, the way it's put together, I mean, yes, it has its problems. Um, but it sort of combined two of my loves, bad martial arts and horror. <laughs> so mm. um, I, I was just pleasantly surprised by it, I suppose, because I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, mm. I, I have to say that as as we were getting to the point of um, there might be some vampires, I was like, oh, please hop. Please be hopping vampires. I was a little bit disappointed that didn't happen. Um, as well, I, I, was, I watched this with my wife, and I actually said that to her, where I'm like, oh, man, I hope they do hopping vampires in this. I couldn't remember if they did or they didn't. And then she's like, hopping vampires? And I had to pause it and explain <gasps> what it was all about, because she had not seen any of those, you know? You must watch this immediately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it didn't have hopping vampires. On the reverse, they they did it did have skipping undead though. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they got as close to it as they actually could do the hopping mm, vampires yeah. and still keep it okay for Western eyes. But I, I really think mm. that this could have benefited from the full fledged, even if the hopping vampires were just the underlings, which we'll get into as well soon. So mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I suppose for, from my perspective, this was actually like one of the one of the first Hammer films I ever saw. Um, and it was it was more that I'd come at it from from Boz's um, timeline in that it was it was a martial arts movie, mm. and I went, oh, this is awesome. And I I remember actually seeing it with about three other of my mates. Uh, we went, oh, we're gonna, you know, it, it was back when we you went to like the video store and got like VHS, and we like had a whole. Saturday afternoon of just drinking and martial arts movies. And this was one of the last ones. And I remember watching going, this is the single fucking greatest movie I'd ever seen because it had martial arts, it had vampires, and it had Peter Cushing. And Peter Cushing is, is fantastic. And obviously it had... Um, and had a blonde chick, yeah. who, and plenty, and and what's not to love about boobs? Let's be honest, folks. We all love boobs, and there were plenty in this movie. Uh, I actually have a note that says I can see why the witch loves this movie so much. <laughs> one of my notes is, oh, boobs, and then it's, my next one is boobies, boobies, boobies. <laughs> yes. yes, plenty of unwilling boobies, but they were out there, and and a very very prominent pair of nipples. 
um, yes. lightning the peace when they're out in the in the uh, out fighting the undead. So yeah, look, as for me, this is this sort of touches a point in my history, and I love it, and I still love it. it it's it's not deadly serious by any stretch. It's very Hammer, and you know it, it's just fun. It's just a fun movie that you can drink heavily, watch and laugh at, and walk away going, "That was kind of cool." <laughs> All right, so moving on to the things that we didn't like about this movie, I'm going to let Boz go first this time because I know that you've got a long list. So, one uh, <laughs> of the things you didn't like about this movie, mate? Um, it was. It's not that long. I mean, you got the the opening shot of uh warlordy type bloke who look. I, I thought the, the bell. Okay, the bell was annoying. Um, <laughs> and pointless. But he's, but he's walking. And, um, yeah. and I'm sorry, I'm going to steal one from you, Court, because I <laughs> I know this is on your list. Because I've got why is that painting of a castle perched on top of that green hill? Yep, obvious, <laughs> obvious map painting. It was really bad. Yeah. I, I love map paintings enough to where I can forgive bad map paintings, and even I was mm. like, that is ridiculous. It, <laughs> yeah, it looked like they glued a fucking postcard on top of the camera, like just like right on. It looks like they yeah, glued. You, you, a you can almost see the like, the wavy line line at the bottom of the postcard where they just got yeah that'll do. Yeah, they didn't even cut it with an exacto. They fucking tore it off. It looked that. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't good. Yeah, it was good. And um, uh, I, I think the biggest problem is 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 the bats in every which way. The medallions and oh. the bats on wires. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's one of my notes too. Bats hover <laughs> yeah. with flapping. But bats hover without flapping their wings, as if they're like little hoverboards or something. And they mm. bounce up and down as if they are on like rubber bendy strings. It looks like they got them from the local like five and dime shop or something like that, or like yes. a little like dollar store. These fucking so bats bad. and they just bounce about. It looks terrible. Yeah, I, uh, I actually wrote it as rubber bat attack. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that that was yeah bad. What else, mate? Actually, I want to talk about something I liked because when he walks in oh, okay. and he, he finds the coffin of Dracula, which is you know he's, uh, Dracula's branding is always faultless. You know the oh, D yeah. D right there. We know exactly who's in there, and I'm getting all excited. Um, first of all, as he walks in, I'm like, this set looks exactly like the training room from the Five Deadly Venoms. So good it callback. Probably was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably the same fucking room. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lit very similarly. Built very similarly. Um, hmm. So, you know, the, the lid slides off and he's starting to come up and I'm like, is it Cushing? Is it Lee? I'm so excited. Who the fuck is this dude? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's some weird bloke in odd makeup. Yeah. And then because it comes out and complains that you, you woke me from my slumber. I was all tired from a training session, kicking the shit out of some crockery and snuffing out candles. Uh. <laughs> My notes for that resurrection scene is that Dracula rises from the tomb as if he is on a hinge. The way he just kind of tilts up. It's yeah. like someone put him on a board and just kind of lifted him up. <laughs> Spring-loaded pop-up vampire coffin. Yeah. Now ribbed for your pleasure or something. Who knows? <laughs> it was a bit like a kid's toy. You know, like you put the put the coin on the top and Dracula just pops up and goes, Meh. Didn't they ape that in the Mel Brooks Dead, wasn't it? Is it Dead and Loving It he did? Oh, Doesn't he do? A, he does a pop-up scene like that. And it goes too far or something. I can't remember. It was years he ago, he comes up that. and he hits his head on an oil lamp that's hanging. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And that's a reference to the Spanish language version of Dracula because that's how they have Dracula come out of the tomb. It was oh, made at the same time as the original Dracula, and so hmm. I think this film might have even been referencing that as well. Possibly. I don't want to give them that much credit, but maybe they were. Who knows? <laughs> oh, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything else, mate? Um. Yeah, he. So, <laughs> it, Come on, it was get like it out. I was. I was thinking like the, the whole conceit of let this guy talk a bit in Chinese, but then we have to make him English because it's a Hammer film. And mm. um, I, I just kept thinking of like Men in Black. It was like he needs he needs a Khan suit, <laughs> yeah. like, a, an egg, like an Egger suit. Needs an Egger suit. Yeah, it was, that was just a weird way to go about it. But I, I see why they did it. But no, it was just. Yeah odd uh, I, I get the feeling that that the dracula character only worked for a day yeah i yeah at yeah, most it's just like because <laughs> you know it wasn't lee and i think that was the big thing you know it's mm. like we'll, we'll just sort of we'll, we'll tag him in because we've got to have dracula because it's a hammer um you've got a hammer and <laughs> no, no one else will get that time. um sharon will she'll laugh later um 
Yeah, so they had to put Dracula in there. So I think they just tried to minimise it because it wasn't Lee. Um, and no doubt the Shaw guys just went, no, no, this is you know this is one of our dudes. It's it's a Shaw movie. Just let us have an Asian do it. Mm. It and almost it good. It almost feels like this whole thing, like I said earlier, was shoehorned in where they put the Dracula scenes where they shot them after the rest of the film was done. It just mm. feels completely unnecessary, especially due to the fact that you can get Van Helsing in there because he's giving a lecture in China. It makes more sense why Van Helsing is there. The whole yeah. Dracula tie-in, the only reason that, I mean, another or a better reason would be not that, you know, one of the seven golden vampires died. It would be, Master, your arch enemy is currently in China where we are trying to regroup and we need to mm. we need to seek vengeance would you please come with us and we will help you with your revenge for your arch enemy or something a better story yeah. element and excuse and why not you know and I'll I'll sacrifice myself so that you may hide in my flesh or whatever with the Edgar suit something along those lines mm. instead of yeah. the guy begs him to come and help them get revenge or whatever it is that they're doing or gain their power back Dracula's like yeah I don't do that for my minions fuck off a la Donald Trump style and then he's like <laughs> By the way, I need to hide out and because I can't leave here apparently without wearing someone else's flesh. So you need to die now. I mean, like, what the fuck? Hmm. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the premise on that was was pretty ordinary. And sort of tapping into the OCD stuff, how does a Buddhist monk get to Transylvania? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> Flying cloud? Oh! He won't get that. Sorry. <laughs> he won't get that, but that's all right. I don't care. I've already told Sorry, one God. joke that only one other person will get. So, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Is there anything else on your list of many, many things that you well, didn't like about this I, movie? I, I don't want to take over the whole show. But there, there's a bit where um, they tell the backstory of the legend, mm. and uh, the farmer goes to um, rescue, do something to save his village, basically, and he's the one who ends up sort of getting the best of one of the vampires. Um, there's all this like things coming out of the grave and there's just all this, the way it played out, just there's all this manpower and huge amounts of slow-mo shots just to kill one dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They completely, you know, they got the horses out. They, <laughs> and one of them still they, fucking died. <laughs> you yeah. suck. Well, yeah, I don't know. If, that, that's because he had a gas leak in his belly button. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I didn't know if you guys noticed or not, but the bat medallions were actually radiator caps. If you remove one of them, it will actually let the all the gas just come flying out of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I called him Farty Batfink. Um, but what I don't understand is why did Farty Batfink Im immolate when he took his medallion off him? I just... Oh, no, so he didn't immolate until he tried to get his medallion back, and it was Oh, that was it, yes, on, when he touched it, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was sitting on the shrine. Yeah, the shrine was, uh, was a holy relic, and that killed him. A, oh, I see, so that's like a crucifix. That's actually what's uh, Yes. Pay attention, yeah, they boss. Had, they, they had to regionalize the, the crucifix element. See, you can talk about how much you hate the medallions, but I thought the gold medallions of the bats and the skulls were pretty badass. I yeah. like them. I like the gold medallions. I actually <laughs> wrote, how cool is it the vampires have batarangs? Right? <laughs> That's not, they look stupid. I'm sorry. The skull mask. The skull mask look like Skeletor to me. I was digging that. Oh, the undead skull mask. Yeah. yeah. Well, even the golden ones. I like those as well. And I actually yeah, I didn't thought, have a problem with those. I I actually too. I thought that the undead coming up out of the ground, like the little let's call them skipping vampires, because they can't quite hop, but like the zombie mm. vampire looking things that skip about when they were coming mm. up out of that ground in the resurrection scene, right after he steals the the golden uh, bat off of a radiator cap bat necklace, whatever it is off of the one vampire. I thought that was really cool. I like them coming up and out in slow motion. I, yeah. I don't think they did that to try and make it look cooler. I honestly think they put it in slow motion to pad out the film. <laughs> yeah. It felt yeah. like that was all done in post-production. Yeah, I mean, well, see, all those scenes, like with the horses and everything else, was all slow mode, and it, it's definitely for padding. I mean, this what it, it's a what about eighty five minutes? It's an um, hour and twenty minutes, even if that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's you know you take it that stuff, and it's it's probably getting closer to an hour. So it's definitely a padding element. There's a lot of stuff where there's slow running and all that sort of bizzo. On the on the point of the the skipping undead. You know what? They were a bit shit, but it was consistent, and I actually thought it worked. You know, it it was enough to make it that they weren't like your standard um, hammer undead. Mm. Like they were actually, you could you could tell that you know there was something specific to to the you know the the Chinese vampires and all that sort of stuff. So I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, they're like a hybrid of like 
the Americanized version of a ghoul that yeah. later became Night of the Living Dead type zombies and mm. the Chinese hopping vampires. They're like minions that are being controlled, almost like in uh, Bella Lugosi's White Zombie where they're back from the dead and they're under the command of the zombie master or whatever. But instead of it being voodoo, it's they're resurrected by the powers of the seven golden vampires. And it, it looked to me like the less you had a golden vampire of the seven in this cult, the less under control and the less these things actually gave a fuck. I mean, at one point we even see them run away. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's got, no, you, they're all dead. We're fucking off. Yeah. I put that in my notes. It's just like, <laughs> and yeah, they're all fucking off. It's just like, <laughs> the, the boss is dead. I'm going to run. Um, the, bit, the bit where uh, she's not a heroine, is she? I, I suppose because we, well, I don't know, the, the tag along, I call her. <laughs> Because she just wants adventure, but she gets introduced, and I'm like, "Oh my god, the acting!" Oh, oh Vanessa Buren, yeah, so so yeah, bad. Jo- jo- lady. Oh yes, god, and those eyebrows, my word, they were pointy. <laughs> they were their own yeah, bat they, wings, right there. Mm. Oh, they're right there. Actually, I, I think I marked uh, one of her quotes here, and it was just like, "Oh my god, like, danger and excitement are like food and drink to me." <laughs> it's just like. Oh, that's couldn't. You could almost see someone just just off camera, you know, with the cue card going one, two, one, two, one. <laughs> it's very bad, very bad. Her acting was not good. No. Um, and she didn't get a boobs out. Mm. But maybe that <laughs> was her contract. Yeah, she came very close. That's her prerogative, man. If she doesn't want to pop her boobs out, that's absolutely hey, fine. Look, I, I'm I'm not saying that it's uh in a male chauvinist way that they should all get their boobs out. I'm just saying. She looked like um, I would enjoy it if she had it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's a compliment. <laughs> yes. Okay, so your disappointment is not that you feel entitled to see them because she was in the movie. Your disappointment is that you didn't get to see them because you were really staring the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Ditto. So more of a perv than a lech. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> yeah. See, didn't think I was alone there. But see, there was somebody um, else looking at her like that, wasn't there? Because we had, I think his name was Lung Hong from the restaurant who was offering her protection and oh, yeah, on the yeah, way home. The, the wrong kind of protection. Mm. Yeah, we look across at him and he has resting rapist face. So I'm like, no. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't ever want to be described as having resting rapist resting. face. Never. No, no, no. If you wake up and look in the mirror and go, yeah, that's resting rapist face. It's time for a new look. <laughs> or or a golden right. mask or something. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, Preferably in a skull shape with a batarang medallion that acts as a radiator cap for your belly button. See, mm. now you've said batarang, I'm thinking I might let him off on the bat dalliance. <laughs> um, Bat Dalians is the name of my next surf rock band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Is there anything else on your list before we move on? <laughs> uh, stuff will come up. Move on. Stuff will come up. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few things to say about towards the beginning of the film still. That, so uh, all right. Move on to the later production. Uh, sure. One thing that I still loved about it, the lighting is stupendous. The mix of colors oh. and the different gels that they used are incredible. And that See, I, I, I want to know is, is when you're a vampire, do you get automatically get handed like um, red and green gels? <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's supposed to represent stained glass because they can't get direct sunlight, but they can have filtered light through the stained glass and be fine, perhaps. I think you're thinking too much about it. <laughs> well, that's the excuse that I make up for all of the amazing lighting in all of these Hammer films with the vampires. So that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure as soon as you turn into a vampire, they go, here's your coffin, here's your green gel, here's your red gel, here's your red crayon. (laughs) I also wanted to point out that we were were complaining about the idea of Dracula being wrapped in an Edgar suit style for the warlord that comes to visit him. But Mm. the body swap, that way that they actually do that, where they just shoot out a fog machine and then they kind of spiral around them. Horrible. The worst (laughs) thing they could have possibly done. Yeah, and, and they've overlaid it with some sort of, uh, it almost looked like a totem pole or something to try and sort of muddy it up so that there's like, you know, f- fading Dracula, fading Warlord, a bit of sex fog and, and a totem <laughs> pole. And, and it's just sort of like, uh, what? Uh, and then it's, and here I am. Dun, dun, dun. You see, uh, they, it, was, it was very 40s. They, they use the same sort of overlay on the end transition as well. And yeah. I, looking at it, it looked like it was supposed to be some kind of, chrysalis into like a bat with its wings folded i think was supposed to be the look you know i think you're looking too much into it there boss (laughs) 
You're giving them way too much credit. They grabbed some stock footage of like a some kind of like thing, or it just happened to be like a weird thing that happened whenever they tried to do a transition with some kind of optical effect, and they're just like, "Fuck it, keep it, let's move on." Yeah, it, it, it's only going to be on screen for like sixty seconds. Just fucking move on. Just <laughs> move on. I also wanted to point out too, because of the different cuts that we have, where uh, the Dracula guy is, you know, being put into the. Chinese warlord that comes to visit him and then the rest of the film doesn't feel like it belongs in there with that ending cap and the beginning cap and I know that this mm. was supposed to be a co-production but it feels a lot more like a repurposed film where they bought the rights to a Chinese vampire movie that just so happened to have Peter Cushing in it and then forced it into being a hammer production by cap ending <laughs> it with Dracula that's what it feels like to me it does yeah. Uh, well, it might have been that they've just said to the Shaw brothers, "Look, here's a small amount of money. You make your movie and give it to us, and we'll just we'll we'll label it Hammer and just do our bit on the end." Yeah, it does feel like Shaw took up the bulk of the cost of producing the film, and yeah. they just shipped Peter Cushing over to China for a little while, or Hong Kong, mm. or wherever it was shot. And, yeah. Well, who knows? Could have been shot just about anywhere. There's, there, there was nothing that really said, you know, it was actually they were anywhere in Asia. Because that 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 set could have easily been um, the back lot of a Western set easily. A lot of the open ground feels kind of like China, and some of the sets that like the town areas, not the abandoned town, but the actual populated town areas, felt like they were shooting in actual parts of China or Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to look at the extras. Always look at the extras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't like them to have to travel very far. Just saying. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot cheaper to ship over Cushing and then import the German lady who can't act worth a shit but looks great in a bodice. <laughs> you know, it's a lot cheaper for them to do that than to try and create all this stuff on like a hammer set somewhere in Europe. You yeah, know, so totally. Who knows? Who knows? Probably if I bother, bothered to read the credits, it'll tell me where it was shot. <laughs> but hey, let's not go that far. All right, what else you got, uh, Kurt? Oh, for the very beginning, the very first vampire death when he goes to touch the uh, the bat dallion copyright trademark my next band name uh, that's that's on top of that's on top of the buddha statue when he goes to touch that bat dallion copyright trademark he has a spontaneous sleeve fireworks accident just from touching the holy shrine and then that slowly spreads out i thought that was really cool the that mm. instead of just bursting into flame they burst into fireworks because i guess they're chinese vampires is that the reasoning i, oh, I have a oh, did that <laughs> is that racist. Oh, no, going to hell it. No, well, yes, if it exists, probably, but not for that joke. <laughs> See, no, I have a that was actually a, a, it was actually a PSA. Kids, don't play with fireworks. You'll catch fire and deflate. And if you're a Chinese vampire, don't touch your bat dalian trademark copyright unless it's not on top of a Buddha statue. Then you'll be fine. Mm. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> but if it's attached, don't remove it because you'll you'll turn you'll into like fast like farty yeah, bat fink. Yeah, it, it'll be like it'll be like taking your radiator cap off of your overheating radiator. You don't want to do that, and your no, belly button or, will leak. Or your sex fog will come out. I love <laughs> yeah. that you call it sex fog. That's awesome. <laughs> well, so, he's right uh, because uh, that that spinning thing they do is like if you just put a nice romantic '80s cheesy ballad over the top of that, that would have been would have looked like a love scene. Just change so, the soundtrack. Credit credit where it's due. That that's actually what they they call it on uh, Hello, This Is the Doom Show. It's sex fog. Oh, oh, yeah, that shit. makes sense. Those guys are brilliant. Shout out to yes. both to Richard and Brad and Jeffrey and everybody else there. I'm forgetting. Diamond. God, there's yes. there's more cast members on that show than there are on this show. Oh, yeah, there's cast of <laughs> literally thousands. But yes, I, I was listening to one of their episodes the other day, and it, it got a lot of sex fog work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Jeffrey. I bet you Jeffrey probably came up with that. That sounds like something that he would call. Or maybe it was Richard. Either of those two, probably. Who knows? Anyway. Any. So I have if a theory about the sex fog, and I didn't give you the credit. You can call me out for it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory on the pyrotechnics on some of these burning vampire scenes. I think somebody had a hookup for some magnesium ribbon, don't you? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember no, that in science? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I actually went. Okay, so Asian vampires shoot gas out of their belly button. Uh, have magnesium innards and deflate. Yes. That's an interesting way to do it. 
Because <laughs> they just sort of weirdly collapsed into themselves, which is such a hammer effect. It's just sort of like, oh, how many hammer monsters died by like deflating and sort of caving into themselves? It was just crazy. It's I mean, did mostly they... the vampires that do that, but that is the time lapse sort of slowly decaying into powder, if you will, and the parts yeah. collapsing in. That's total hammer right there for their vampires. You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. See, I, I don't know about these things, but I know that now, like, the area of Soho in London, the, the most of the video production houses are, like, there. It's, it's like, film production central, TV production central. And, of course, Soho, back in those days, probably had quite a lot more of the other things Soho is known for, uh, yes. namely sex shops. So I wonder if they had a hookup with a blow-up doll company. And so that was, just cover it in papier-mâché, dress it up, and then just do a reverse cycle pump on the bottom of it. There's your dissolving vampires. You would be able to see the doll underneath yeah. when it was dissolving like that. They were hollow inside. More <laughs> yeah. than more than likely, it was like a heat thing where it was probably built with wax, and then they did heat guns on it, and then the parts mm. that were dry powder kind of came out once the wax frames melted away. Well, I think the other thing it gives it away is the mouth wasn't a huge cock hole, but yeah. That <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was going to say that that was... Um... <laughs> That was one of the things, although I'm a little disturbed that I went straight to that thinking about sex dolls. I'm a little um, disturbed that it's being referred to as a huge cock hole. <laughs> yeah, rather than mouth. Right. <laughs> Nobody's mouth looks like that. Come on. I mean, it's so hard to say, shut your huge cock hole. <laughs> That's going to be my next phrase for my co-host on Cinema PsyOps. Yeah, shut your huge cock hole. Followed by, I've had seven dicks inside me. <laughs> he hates me so much for that clip. Yeah, yeah it's hilarious. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Um, Hi, Matt. He won't listen to this. No, he doesn't listen to anything. Uh, we don't care. Um, so, what was there anything else that we wanted to talk about in terms of what we hate? I have a short list because there's not much that I really hated about it. I just have some more observations, more or less. I had a hard time mm. hating on anything, even if I found yeah. it ridiculous and dumb. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. The one thing that I will say is that the idea behind the film of mixing Hammer Vampires with uh, martial arts movies... When you first hear it, it feels like it's going to be spam and yogurt, but it, then it turns out to be chocolate and peanut butter, if you catch oh, my yeah. drift. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I chicken and waffles. Yeah. Right, oh. chicken and waffles. Mm -hmm. Waffles. Oh, waffles. Chili and donuts. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's making black dynamite references. Cue the dynamite dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. Dynamite. I'll put that. <laughs> um... Yes, yeah, no, it, it it works. It really, really works. That there's enough of of both, I suppose, cultural elements for it to it, to to fit. Like that, none of it's really forced. And I mean, let's be honest. Um, you know, Cushing Cushing could be anywhere. <laughs> he he could, you know, he could act waist deep in a sewer, and he'd still be awesome. Yeah. Well, he's also the king of props. I don't know if you guys have noticed that or not, but that's one of the things that people kind of latch onto. He's been nicknamed Props Cushing because he will actually bring props to a set and he'll leave them about so he can always be fiddling with something with his hands so he's doing something more yeah. so than just being there acting. That's why he's always like getting something out of a box or like when he was talking to the one gentleman that was uh, among the seven brothers without seven brides for seven golden vampires. That was a long way around to get to that. Um, it was. But when he's talking to him he actually offers him some tea or some other things and then grabs a snack out of a box and now i don't know if you notice but he's constantly fittering with things and doing stuff in that scene that's when he's in his element that's what he likes to do and yeah. he doesn't get a chance to do that very much in this film that was the only time i noticed it yeah i mean there's a lot of this film where really he's only he's really only there at, you know almost in an advisor type situation i mean you know by this point and look, let's be honest, he's not a young man. He's not a young man uh, even even then. I mean, Peter Cushing's one of those actors that look the same forever. Yeah, um, yeah. he perpetually looked like he was in his late 60s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably from birth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, his poor mother, those cheekbones. God, that must have hurt. Oh, Sorry. yes. <laughs> he's got chiseled good them. looks, Boz. I will not hear any more of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, look, I don't know. It, it's... um. Oh, look, I had so many observations in this, but I look, I find it found it really hard to hate. Some of the stuff that I that I, I didn't put down were really more. It was more OCD stuff for me than than actual hate because it it's just a really good movie. You know, it, it's fun and it, you don't really have to think that hard. I mean, you know, there, there's some some stuff where I sort of went, only rich white people get to ride on the cart, and. Uh, <laughs> 
As I said, 10,000 quid couldn't get you a horse each. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> uh, and of course, leave the little Asian woman to do the dishes. <laughs> oh, while we're while we're getting OCD about the dishes, right? Whenever they lose all of the horses and the caravan and everything, they're all hauling stuff around, and there's one guy hauling stuff in two baskets on his the ends of his spear. Yeah. And when they start unloading stuff, where the hell did the Dutch oven come from? That would not <laughs> no. have fit in any of those baskets. Where the fuck did that Dutch oven come from? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> magic. Actually, um, just before we go to the, the loving stuff, I did have one more criticism, which I've, I, I should level at it now. Because um, obviously I love Shaw Brothers sort of martial arts movies traditionally and so on, but I found the choreography in this one was not good. It it's was, a lot slower, wasn't it, than it's supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, it's a lot slower. And, and I think that was partly to obviously give the English actors an opportunity to do something. Um but it was sloppy. It, it it didn't have bite. It didn't have precision. It didn't have that everything I love about martial arts, let's be honest. Mm. Um, <laughs> Especially for 1974, this felt like a mystery of chess boxing early days of martial arts for me. This was really sloppy and slow. Mm. Yeah. It yeah. Was but I, I think, it, and I fully agree with that in terms of the action choreography, I, but I think part of it was you had to... I don't think they really took the prosthetics into account when they were doing some of it. Because mm -hmm. those masks had, like, zero vision. Zero vision. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, the vampires were, had, you know, like, like finger-sized eye holes, which <laughs> mean they had no peripheral vision whatsoever. The, 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 the skipping undead um, may have had a little bit, but, again, their movement would have been restricted and all that sort of stuff. I thought it was good. There are some points where it's gone, really? Oh, no, come on. But most of it, you know, for what it was worth, wasn't that bad. Ah, depends on your baseline. I, I would see, I, I see that, but I would raise you uh, the point at which you go, ah, grass ninjas, and they all just jump <laughs> up out of the grass. That they they were all just people against people, and that scene was the first big martial arts scene, and I was like, what the fuck, who choreographed this? Yeah, and Get it's supposed to be regular martial arts people against regular martial arts people, not yeah. untrained Westerners. Yeah, it's still yeah. super slow. And the worst yeah. part of it is these eight fierce warriors, counting the sister, they mm. win the day, but they lose all of the supplies, save for one <laughs> wagon and a horse. Like they yeah. are so inept at being heroes because they're too busy trying to win the battle. Mm. <laughs> Although I have to say, twin battle axes. But they, they they dumped all their stuff. They dumped all their stuff at the end anyway. Like they're going, oh right. okay. Yeah, and it's just like that's just dumb. <laughs> then it's why just... even why even get the financial backing by a bored aristocrat who's just looking for kicks? I mean, yeah. first of all, that's the least noble way to begin your hero's journey is to <laughs> grab a bored aristocrat and bilk them for all the cash and bring them along in danger, and then buy all this stuff that you end up ditching to go on foot for most of the journey anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, not well planned. Not well planned. It's like it's like running a Corvette to drive ten miles and walk the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that part of it, not great. Not not great. Not not well planned. They they needed someone to really sort of look at it because they all probably just walked in. And, <laughs> but all that stuff was really just for just for the westerners. Is, oh, you want food and you want everything else. Oh, well, we'll bring it all along with us. Um, it was an excuse yeah. to bring a female wasp along. That's all it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. And no, um, another thing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Why, if the vampires are immortal, super strong, and everything else, are they so stabby? Why do they do everything with swords? Why don't they just grab people and rip their throats out? Doesn't because I make don't sense. think these particular vampires were super strong. I think they were just immortal. Mm. Ah, right. Okay. Yes. yes. And handy with a sword. Yes. And really ugly. Really. <laughs> Really ugly. I like the bulgy eye one. He was funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you had said earlier, uh, which that you thought that this was a great film or a good film. I wouldn't say yeah. that it's a good film. I would say it's a shitload of fun to watch, and it's certainly yeah. enjoyable. I mm. mean, it, it, look, it's fun. It, it is 100% yeah. fun. It, it, is it, you know, a piece of epic cinema? No. But it, it, it's one of those rare cross cultural movies that actually works. I would agree with that. I would actually like to see something like this done again. This would be a film ripe for a, not necessarily a remake, but like taking the elements out of this and actually doing something with it nowadays and putting some money behind it and really letting, like, can you imagine like a martial artist epic with like some Jet Li type people really going nuts on the martial arts mixed with actual super supernatural elements with vampires where you have mm. 
maybe a European vampire that, you know, is over there. Kind of like what I said, where Van Helsing's over there giving a lecture, and then the real Dracula comes for revenge because one of his minions in the Far East come with him. And then the hopping vampires are a different thing. They're not necessarily the same as, say, the minions that are the Seven Golden, but they are still controlled because of the power of, of mind control that the vampires would have from being a minion of Dracula. I think that would be really cool stuff, and you could really do some cross-cultural things where you have culture shocks on both sides. It's mm. ripe for that kind of thing, but this film, it's its like, it's not necessarily a high watermark, but it's like, you can kind of see the watermark that they were aiming to hit, and they just came in just underneath it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it was like almost there before the wave rolled back. Mm. And that, that ladies... That, you know, sorry. Yeah, go on, mate. I was like, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the treatment and the plot outline for The Terror of the Bat Dalians coming out 2021. <laughs> Copyright, trademark, OCD yeah. Productions. <laughs> yes, yes. That's my next goal, to go and find strange women that'll expose their breasts for random ugly vampires. That's my strange, that's my goal, like, strange women that will expose their breasts for me all through my whole entire life. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's got nothing to do with this movie. That's what I'm I'm doing after we record. Nothing to do with this movie at all. And the only reason that it's for ugly vampires is because, hey, I look like one. Secretly, I'm an ugly vampire. Show me your boobs. Um, <laughs> main guy, Twilight. Twilight, main guy. That was me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totes. Totes me. Believe me. Best vampire ever. <laughs> huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on from from that, that weird sort of roll back into that. Um, the, there are some things that I think we need to talk about. And, and there are things that I know our OCD made us see. And... There are a number of the Skipping Undead that are really just a head on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> just a head on a stick. And yeah, they're, they're not good. They're not good heads on a stick. Um, because they collapse in a weird way. And that, that, that was that was kind of shit. Gotta be honest. Um, they look like Halloween skeletons with some yeah. like dust super glued or hot glued to it. And uh, when the martial arts guys would hit them, they would just fall over, like like you said, like a stick. Or some of them would have like a thing that they would hit them and then they would buckle and then fall over. But they collapsed like just a pile of like sticks that were all just glued together. Yeah. Well, there was a couple that got set on fire and it was just sort of like, it was like they've set the, the head with the hair on fire. And I'm sure there was just someone underneath the stick going, <laughs> just sort of bouncing it up and down uh, as it then sort of collapsed into itself and fell over and I went, oh. That's oh, some of the foley and the screaming was dreadful. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> there, is, um, there is even a Wilhelm scream in there. I heard a Wilhelm scream. It was like, <laughs> really? Really? That's, look, that sort of stuff, and again, I think that ties to some of the some of the choreography too, was, it was, it was ordinary. Um, look, I, I thought the, the heart punch killing the undead was kind of cool. Mm. At least the first one right after uh, Van Helsing calls it out to strike them in the heart. After yeah. three of them the, died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could have said that earlier, maybe. No? No, no, okay. this was in the cave. This was in yeah. the cave when they were all It was in the cave, yeah. When they were all still alive, he calls it out and then they do the heart strike. And it looked cool because he went through the rib cage and then when he came back out, he had the heart in his hand, but it was all dust and then the thing collapsed. That was cool. Mm. Yeah. That was one of the best parts of the movie as far as effects go. Yeah. That 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 was was kind of cool. So, you know, um we did get a standard set of uh of uh kung fu film deaths that were overly dramatic the blood on this whenever they would slash him with the sword i mean like usually you would have a slash with the sword the person would turn away from camera so you couldn't see the blood on them you would just see like a blood fly out of the pack or on the thing that they grab like in a martial arts yeah. film if someone gets stabbed they have a handful of a blood packet so they turn to the screen and squirt as mm, they're yeah. going these guys just had like it looked like they smeared the blood pack across their chest like it was supposed to be a slash, but it yeah. was very clearly just smeared blood on their chest. Yeah, it looked like they were constantly wiping the blood off their sword across someone's chest, and then that person laid dead. Mm. Yeah, but there, there was a lot of very hammy deaths um, in, in this uh, that probably could have done without. Um, look, it was good. Um, look, I want to talk about Van Helsing Jr. <laughs> he, he's very grabby. I have him written down as Helson's son is a too, is too much of a pussy grabber. Oh, he's right. It, like there's a scene where they're in the cave and he's just right across it. He's just all over. And I'm going, dude, that's just not on. It's just, you know, sure you helped her with the dishes. Doesn't mean you know you grab a handful. Jesus, was it? Yeah, I, I thought he was a bit over the top. 
And how about the sister of the seven brothers without seven brides to take on seven golden vampires? How she uses her feminine wiles to trick him into doing dishes with her. Yes. That was amazing. I can't believe that she did that. She just basically looked at him and waved. And then the next thing you know, the guy's over there doing dishes. And she immediately slacks on her duties and's like, ha ha, gotcha. Yeah, it's white boy. <laughs> hey, it would have worked on me too. A girl smiles wow. at me and I'll do all of her chores. Yeah, nah, it's got to show me your boobs. Um. <laughs> I must oh. be I must be like the old school like uh, Victorian era version of show me your boobs and I'll do your chores then with a smile. Yeah. I'm gonna get in so much trouble after this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what else? Um, what was the vat of blood for? Do we know? Yeah. Did, no, that's that's a good question, man. I have no clue. It was this, to melt would, vampires. Would, <laughs> it was to melt vampires in and. Every other time I've seen a vampire fall into a vat of blood, it usually brings them back <laughs> to life. Yeah, they get stronger. They get stronger because that's what they live on rather than apparently turning them into sludge. Um, mm. Well, he I, turned I, into sludge because he got stabbed first. And the blood had nothing to do with it. But what were they doing? It looked like they were collecting blood the way that these seven coffins are set up and then the blood pulls in the middle. Mm. Is that like mm. their, their reserve for when they sleep in the coffins that they can kind of drink from that pool? It, it's never explained. The, no idea what explained. it's there for. Yeah. No, I, think I think it, it has just a, a cool set piece. It was yeah. just a set piece. Other than to look awesome, that's the only purpose that they have it there is the seven coffins set out in a seven-pointed kind of star-like direction with a giant tub of blood in the middle, and the coffin lids are meant to, you know, drag the blood that is being left behind and preserve it into that, that pool. Other than that, like, there's no reason why it's there. I, I think it has a little soak away underneath, and they're secretly feeding Baphomet. That's what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now there was probably one other thing that I I actually rewatched this bit probably about four times and it's um, it's right before um, the the warlord turns back into Dracula and he's facing Van Helsing. I'm fairly sure that he said, "Why must you prague me?" He did. He, he, did. he said, "Prague." He said, "Prague me," didn't he? Yes. He he rolled the L as an R. Um, yes. with a standard Chinese accent, which if he was actually Dracula behind that, he wouldn't have been talking like that. They should have overdubbed that actor with the Dracula voice the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once once would, Dracula yeah. took him over anyway. Yeah. Why must you prank me? And I'm going, that's like weirdly racist. Um, and I <laughs> thought he said prank me. I seriously <laughs> thought he said prank me the first time I watched this. Yeah. Well, listen, I had to watch it a couple of times. I went, no, he actually said prank me. Um, yeah, that was... That, I'm, I'm not going to kick into this movie too hard because, like I said, I, I really do love it. it. It's a fun movie. It's good to watch with a couple of mates and, and have a drink and, and a bit of a laugh. Um, you should let I, us do it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last thing that I will point to is um, Bendy Arrows. Can we talk about Bendy Arrows? <laughs> well, they go around corners, don't they? Well, yes. Yeah, they go around corners, through necks, um, through chests, uh, and yeah, just bend in the middle. That, um, <laughs> yeah, that that was that was not good. Which is probably why you didn't see a lot of of, of Bo brother. Um, although he was the only one smart enough to not be in hand to hand combat with vampires. So yeah, more power to him. All right, that brings us to knock three times. Only three. <laughs> I still got like eight. Yeah, we'll just yeah I still got a, I still got eight. a ton, but yeah, I'll screw it right. down. I don't want to rip on, I don't want to rip on this too much, just because you know you love it so much. So I'll, I'll let it go. All right. So, Boz, three things that you just can't let go of. Right. Um, I, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm now trying to pick. Okay, there's one bit. Peter Cushing. Um, he says vampiric. Surely it's vampiric, Peter. No, anybody? No. 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 Okay. Right. <laughs> Um, and uh, I, I actually misheard it. I, I checked back later. I've just realized this note. Um, I, I love the papier-mâché weapons. The, the twin battle axes are fantastic. Oh, um, yes. But there's a bit where he's describing each of their skills, and I swear he said um, the bowman and the axer. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is an axer? Is that someone that asks, asks you questions, isn't it? Did you ask me, yeah, ask me yeah. that? Because yeah. I'm the axer in this situation. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sorry, it's a thing here. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is the, the, you know, the cave where they have the first fight? Yes. Um, did anyone notice the sort of the background ambience foley sort of thing going on? There was like this whoop, whoop, whoop kind of music dripping kind of a sound. Um, 
It just made me think of this. As <laughs> <laughs> so if you go back, find that bit, and then just cut them together, which, because I swear you'll hear the blip, blip, blip. It's really See, similar. The, I, That's I, where I, my I'm brain gonna went. Have to, I'm going to have to put it together and watch it just so I can go, yep, uh, we've got... <laughs> Asian vampires and undead fighting martial artists to the sound of popcorn. <laughs> it's just where my brain went. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Was that three? I think that was three. <laughs> uh, I think you're done. <laughs> I think you're done. I'll get me coat. stand for this rip on this movie he loves anymore, Boz. Uh, right, I'm going right, to go and course. put short cross face pastry on my face and go and scare somebody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did look like they were all made out of croissant, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> Um, of course, three things you can't let go of. This is the quickest Dracula staking death in any Hammer horror film, and I won't stand for it. This is ridiculous. He yes. dies within seconds of revealing himself. Yeah. Yep. Oh, did you notice, though, Cushing had a spidey sense that he was there? He started, yeah, like, then. scratching the back of his neck. It's like, oh, that's eerie. Oh. That was one of my notes I couldn't get to, was that Peter Cushing or Van Helsing has the sixth sense, and he knows when a Dracula is about. Yes. yes it's just like, dun, 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 and, yeah, and then just dies. Yeah. Like, oh. A positive thing I can't let go of, and Boz, you're just going to have to let me say this and not respond, but okay. Peter Cushing in safari gear is the sexiest he can ever be. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> Am I? I? Maybe. I I never said he wasn't sexy. I just said that he could kill someone with those cheekbones. It was he still looks amazing. They just look fucking lethal. That's all. Well, I think his features get rounded out better with a good safari hat on him. Yeah, and yes. I was with the cloth. Really it's got to have the cloth. Yeah, with yes. the cloth so you, on the back. You've of got it, to, yeah. You've got to have the pith helmet with the 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 white cloth on it. That that says that you are very British. Uh, he didn't I'm even on, get to dress like that in the mummy films he was in. <laughs> no, yes. I'm on safari. I'm in the Paris. Uh, what? Anything else, mate? Yeah, my Before last one of the last one of the thing I couldn't let go. Okay, so the Chinese scholars will have none of this vampire nonsense in a dignified China after he mm. gives the speech. Then why the fuck did they invite him over there? Like people had to know what Van Helsing was about. It wouldn't take <laughs> a lot of research to know the man was talking vampires. Why did they even bring him over there if they were just going to be like, oh, we'll have none of this in a dignified China and walk out of his lecture? Yeah, but it was like they were listening to him right up to the point where we went, I need your help, and they went, ah, you see for money, and then. They left. I think it might have been possibly because he was bringing up their own incidents of vampirism that he would like to research and take out. And they were like, no, under no circumstances will we deal with this curse. And they just ran away. Yeah. That's the only thing I used to try and smooth that out. Otherwise, I was like, well, why did you invite him anyway? And it still bugs me just thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm sure there are pl plenty, plenty of academics that get invited all over the world only to be told, you're talking shit. <laughs> um... <laughs> Thanks for coming. You're talking shit. And all right. So <laughs> I, there were three things that I that I want to know. Um, one, right at the start, why is there an old man fingering a goat? Because. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was was really wrong. No one's um, there to stop him. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Since when does Dracula speak Cantonese? Uh, he's very old. And so he would be educated. Mm? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it just seems wrong perhaps he and knew mandarin so he kind of had an idea what the guy was saying <laughs> maybe 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 i don't know and dracula has a hell of a backhand he just right at the end he <gasps> gives van helsing a couple of just you know what bitch slap right across and it was just like could have done a bit more of that Be yeah. because War warlord dracula was a bit ordinary he was i had that down as dracula was had a mean pimp slap <laughs> he did. He didn't put the baby powder on first before he pimp slapped him, though. No. Uh, yes. And the legend is true. Gold-painted plastic never breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that or was ice. one that got to me. Because yes. when they find the shrine and the sword and everything, he goes, look, the legend is true. And he looks up at the guy and he looks and he smiles back at him. And, of course the fucking legend's true. You were attacked by three vampires and skipping zombies last night. <laughs> what? And you've had the Bat Dallion trademark copyright all this time. Exactly. But he just had to prove it, just to be 100% sure that they just happened to go to that specific shrine. So had to find and a dead farmer. Yeah, sorry, yes. Okay. All right. I believe that we 
are done, gentlemen. Now, the question that comes up, whose turn is it next? You have to score it as I'm well. I'm after you, aren't I? You are after me. Yeah, that's so, how the rotation goes, isn't it? Because Boz was Time Walker last, so it's my turn yeah, after you. It's your turn after me, which means now we can blame you for taking as long as it takes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I will have a quicker turnaround than you, sir. I can promise that. It won't take me several months. Oh, and I've oh, decided my next movie fuck. already. <laughs> I was, was going to say fuck off, but you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we go, uh, thank you, Court. Ratings? Are we going to do ratings? Yes. No, I'm going to say thank you, and then we'll close out with our ratings. All right. Fine thank enough. He's in charge. He's in charge. Oh, I'm in charge. Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Control freak. Can't help it. Don't make me pull off your gas cap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Court. Thank you, Boz. Now, gentlemen, ratings, please. Court, your rating. I'm going to give it seven brothers for seven golden vampires. Nice. Nice. Boz? <laughs> I am going to give it six and a half immolating farty batfinks out of ten. <laughs> nice. And I'm going to give it 26 skipping undead of no pointlessness <laughs> that is all we are done thank you and good night don't forget you can find our perfect and pristine facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash obsessive cinema discourse and if you think we missed something on any episode yeah as if uh, please do email us at ocinemad at gmail.com and bring your own particular OCD into the light. Or was it ocinemad at... Or maybe it was ocinemad at... Oh, I know. Maybe it was more like oc I'm mad at... Or were we thinking ocinemad at...